Ooh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Slim Society show. Today it is a Slim Society solo show with, as always, your host and your nutritionist, Connor Rhodes from slimsociety.co.uk. Visit the website to see who we are, what we do, and how we can help you. I would also like to say thank you to the listeners. We've been getting some great, great feedback and questions sent in from this podcast. If you like us, me, or maybe one of my guests too, to talk about your question or concern on the Slim Society show here, then please send it in to the website, or you can find us on Facebook there and follow us there as well for completely different content too. Anyway, anyway, I am here, so are you. It is lovely to speak to you and see you again. It's Sunday for me right now, live, um, so it's about to be a refresh and reset tomorrow. I love a good Sunday because it's a restful and relaxful day. Even the Lord rested on a Sunday, so what you gonna do? What are you supposed to do? Except rest on a Sunday, and then we get to come round on a Monday, and it's a refresh, restart. Maybe you're listening to this on Sunday too, looking for a little bit of information, education, motivation. And I am here to help you as always. Today's topic is near and dear to my heart. As you might be able to tell from the title of the podcast, it's about shopping. Shopping. A topic that some of us love and some of us are not so fond of, and I suppose it depends what you're buying as well, doesn't it? But today we're here to talk about food shopping because this is really, really important and pertinent to not only your fat loss results now, but also your weight management throughout time. You see, my program is called the Six Steps to Slim because there's six core main areas that you can work on. These are not decided by me. It's called the Six Steps to Slim because... I like that. So yeah, yes, I did design that name. I like alliteration and things that sound cute. But these six areas are scientific. They are actually the six most effective things for you to work on for your health and fitness and that you can actually control. And I'll not go through them because I've been through them on podcasts previous. But if there was a seventh step to slim, if there was a seventh step to slim, it would be this. It would be mindful shopping. That would be the title, literally. And now, mindful shopping, really in my educational program, is featured in the first step to slim about mindful eating, and you can see why they're linked immediately from the titles. It also comes up in the fourth step to slim, which is about snacking and psychology, because of the food environment, which I'm going to talk to you about soon. And it's also blended through other of the core habits and main areas of working on too. The main point of all of this and throughout all of this though, the main takeaway for you is to be careful what you buy. What you buy at the supermarket, especially if it's your weekly shop, or if it's those little times you just call in to grab some bread and milk, but you might also come out with a couple of little few more bits and bobs too. We know that it happens, don't we now? We know that it happens. What you buy in the shops at these times really, really sets you up for success or for struggle going forward. If you buy lots of snacks, guess what you are going to spend next week doing? Either eating loads of snacks <laughs> or trying to avoid the snacks constantly as they whisper to you from the cupboard. Eat me, I'm tasty. You're bored. <laughs> you feel stressed. Use me for comfort. Don't they? Don't they? And your brain knows them there. You can put them in the cupboard, but it's not out of sight, out of mind, is it? Because you know that you put it there. Don't you? <laughs> put them at the back. You can only dull the whispers so much. 
You know that it's there. It's only a matter of time, isn't it? Before they get eaten. And it's going to drain your willpower, knowing that it's there, avoiding it, having a food environment not conducive to health or success, surrounding yourself with foods that you struggle with. And that's important. It's about the foods that you struggle with. Because if you put crisps, let's say, into my cupboards, I am not going to find it difficult to stay slim. Why, do you think? Because, well, I don't really like crisps that much. Eh? I know, that sounds like a heinous crime to some of you. I know, and I'm sorry. It's personal preference. What can you do? But crisps are just not really for me that much. It's not that I don't like them. It's just that I don't like them that much. I just don't choose them. So, And I'm, I'm not going to choose it over my health and happiness or other goals too. Now, chocolate. <laughs> if I find a dairy milk bar now, just laying around now, just being, just just waiting, especially if it's a plain one. Because I'm a plain Jane. You know, if I was a flavour, I would be vanilla. You know, if there's things in the chocolate, this is usually a negative to me, because it's just taking up space where more chocolate could be. Usually I don't want anything in it, and I don't want any fruit flavours near it either. If I want dessert, I'm going all in. I don't want no trace, whether artificial or not, that, or any even hint or thought of a vitamin of mineral or mineral could have been near my dessert. That's not what I'm here for. I'm here for chocolate and I'm going in deep. I can barely resist. Like if there's chocolate in my cupboards, it's getting munched. So guess what I have to do? I just have to not buy much, much of it because all the chocolate that I buy, I just eat it. And you've probably got these things that are for you too. Maybe it's not chocolate for you. Maybe you've got chocolates in the cupboards. People say to me, oh Connor, that's not me. I've got a Twix in the fridge and it's been there since 1992 <laughs> or something. I'm exaggerating, but or something, you know. Oh, I've got a snack drawer full of these things, but I don't eat. Okay, maybe, okay. People are all different. People are all different, aren't they? Maybe for you, it's crisps. Maybe it's beer. Maybe it's not even food. This, this is not a universal food problem either. Usually people have some things that they find almost irresistible, don't they? Some people love gambling or... The opposite gender or collecting stamps. <laughs> I don't know, do they? It's just some people find different things irresistible when they're around it, don't they? If, if food is one of these things for you, especially the snacks that you particularly enjoy, the specific ones for you, and you're buying these things and then surrounding yourself with them, then don't be surprised when you struggle. If you buy in loads of snacks, you're going to spend the next week either snacking or trying really hard to avoid the snacks. And you're gonna get through the week, even if you make it through, feeling like you tried really hard to get the result. Harder than really that you had to try. Because it, it, if the snacks are not there, or there's less of them there, it's not even that you'll eat less of them, it's that you'll also even crave less of them and you'll think about it less because it's not even there to remind you that it's there in the back of your mind because you've not put it there. So it makes it less of an option. It's making it easier for you to succeed and a little bit more difficult for you to fall off track if that makes sense. So this is why the food environment is so, so important. It, your home food environment is very important at this minute in time because it, well, for me right here now live in England, it's lockdown number three, <laughs> another big full one. So we're at home most of the time. There's not many places to go. Most people are working from home or off work if they aren't able to work from home, you know. And the environments that you spend the most time in, these are the ones that are going to affect your health, aren't they? And one of the things that I try and teach people is that when your home is ha happy and healthy, you'll find it easier to be too. If you're going to be at home a lot, 
and you're surrounded by snacks, then you're going to either be snacking a lot or struggling not to snack a lot, aren't you? Like, I'm sure maybe you go into some restaurants or cafes or ice cream bars or something like this and you, you see all these desserts and things and you think, God, it'd be so tempting if you worked here all day and you could just stare at these desserts. And then you go to the supermarket and then buy all these snacks that you love and then take them home and then wonder why you struggle to stop snacking. I don't. <laughs> I don't. It's because you're surrounding yourself with the things that you love and you can't really be blamed for eating it once it's there. Why did you buy it? It's not a nice ornament, is it? It's not keeping the lights on. Is it? <laughs> Why do you buy food? Snacks and junk. Why do you buy snacks and junk especially? It's not even nutritious. It's not even good for you. <laughs> really technically, is it? So why do you buy it? Just for pleasure eating. And it's just gonna, even if you don't eat it now. One of the other things I try and teach people, this is important to understand, is all the food that gets bought gets eaten. Because it's just gonna sit there and wait, isn't it? Once you buy the junk food and you bring it into your home, you now enter a into a battle between your willpower and the chocolate's expiration date, or the enter your preference or per chance it's expiration date, aren't you? And you're not going to win. The chocolate, it don't go off until like 2030. <laughs> it doesn't go off until like 20, you're not going to win. Maybe you won't eat it today. No, maybe you won't eat it tomorrow. But when you eat the full bar or the full bag of Doritos, it's going to be a thousand calories, whether it was this Thursday or next, won't it? And if it's not going to make you happy, then just don't enter into this game. Just don't enter into the battle of buying the foods that you're trying to avoid. Why does that make sense? Why buy things and then bring, put them around you just to try and avoid them? Why spend your hard-earned money on things that aren't going to make you happy? If you've realized that snacking too much is making you unhappy or this is one of your problems and you're trying to fix it, then why enter into this game? Why go to work? every single day when you know to get money then just to spend it on things that aren't even making you happy or taking you to where you want to be this is not making sense is it so you can cut the entire problem off at the pass by just not buying it or just not buying as much of it or even sometimes it's a good idea to buy snacks that are less tempting that you don't necessarily like the most because so then you might not eat all of them in one go without stopping you know, like for me, I can't buy flipping crunchy nut cereal <laughs> because I just will eat the full box in one day and it will be a thousand calories or <laughs> I don't even know what, way more than a thousand calories actually of cereal and not even including the milk either, you know. I also can't buy scones very often because with scones, you either buy zero, four or twelve. <laughs> and even four's too many because I am going to eat all four. Not today, no. Two today. Then one for breakfast tomorrow and then probably one at lunch. And then I'll still be hungry, so then I'll eat my normal food anyway, and then I'll be upset because I've also used half a tub of Lurpak. And I'll also have stomachache as well, most likely. So when do I, do I, do I never eat scones? No, of course I eat scones. When do I eat a scone? When I have the opportunity to buy one. An appropriate amount for me. One. Like if I go out for a walk, or call at a cafe, or I live in Sheffield, so I like to go for a walk in the Peak District when these type of things are allowed, and then call at a cafe after I've done a good long walk, I might have done 15,000 steps, and I'm going to burn off most of these scone calories anyway. Then I'll sit down, and I will put, I will cut the, the scone in half, and put two packets of that mini butter on each one. I'm going at it, and I'm going to enjoy it, but if I buy four at home, it's going to go badly. So I just can't, because you've just got to balance things and understand your own habits, and then cut them off at the pass. I know people... And I've spoken to people so many times, so many times. I'm, I've spoken to people who've struggled for a lifetime, for a lifetime with snacking. And they feel like there's something wrong with them. They do. They feel like there's something wrong with them. They feel like I can't stop snacking. 
when I'm around food, I can't stop eating it. If I open the bar of chocolate, I eat the whole thing. I eat the full tub of Ben and Jerry's. I stress eat, I binge eat, I boredom eat. And when people are eyeing, I'm me tooing. I'm also all these things. These are natural human tendencies. If you, Your brain is wired to love food. Do you know why that is? It's an evolutionary built-in mechanism for survival because if you don't eat food, you die. <laughs> you die. Don't you? You'll starve to death. After about three days, you'll start to feel ill. You'll start to feel bad. And things won't go well, will they? You need to eat. So your brain is wired up always to make you think about food and remind you to eat. Always. It's just in the Western world, quote-unquote, I don't really like that phrase, but you know what I mean. Don't you? There's food everywhere. There's literally food everywhere. Unlimited, cheap, long-lasting, long expiration dates, easily storable, easily accessible. Where I live in Sheffield, you can get delivery breakfast to McDonald's. I bet if I tipped a fiver, they'd bring it to my bed. I bet I wouldn't even have to get up. If I tipped a 10, it's a done deal. It's a done deal to that delivery driver. You can get whatever you want. 24-7 deliveries, you can get whatever you want. And if not, there's 24-7 supermarkets. Just a little drive away. Just a little drive away. Cookies, infinite. Buy them all. Buy all the ones on the shelves. They'll get more out of the back. All of it, food, all the time. So it's difficult because we live in a world with lots of food with minds that are designed to crave food, especially high-calorie things, because high-calorie things are supposed to be good for survival. If you're somebody in the world struggling to get food, or if you're a caveman in the past or something, high-calorie food would keep you alive. You're supposed to love these things. You, you literally are. You're supposed to love these things. So it is difficult. It is difficult. That's why you can't always listen to your instincts. You've got to... You've got to listen to logic and reason, not just go with emotion. Otherwise, we'll all overeat. So you can get in the way of your own instincts and not flare your instincts up and not play with your emotions and not cause yourself as much stress or struggle by increasing the quality of your food environment, by improving your food environment, making your home a healthier and happier place. Then you'll be healthier and happier too. You will. Why is, why is or should be your home a place of temptation? Like some people say to me, Oh, sometimes I go to bed early so that I don't snack too much. And I'm thinking, oh, I understand. I understand what, you, what you're doing there and that's not always a bad choice. And I'm not talking down on it. That's, it can be a good tactic. But on the other hand of it, why are you trying to escape areas of your own home? Why are there areas of your home that you can't be in without it hurting your health and happiness and goals? You're having to leave to a corner of your house to get away from the rest of your house because you're, the rest of your house is not conducive with being healthy or happy and it's not making you healthy or happy and you're struggling to be healthy or happy while you're in your own home everything is balanced but something's not going right maybe there's something we can do to you know to improve this situation and it's still it's tough because you can't just not buy food and you can't you don't also just not want to buy any nice food either i'm not saying you just we should only just buy broccoli in and just keep that and just solo forever now there's got to be balance hasn't there it's difficult because i've been known i'll tell you this straight i've been known if i've got no snacks in and I'm feel, feeling real munchy for whatever reason. I'll eat six to eight slices of toast. <laughs> if all I've got is flipping bread and butter. God forbid if I've got jam. If I've got strawberry jam now. Oh, and you've got thick slices of white bread. Those ones that come in the orange packets at the supermarket. It's one step away from Madeira cake. Toast that baby. Put a big slab of butter on it. Melt that in. Put some jam on it. 
it's it now on it's Victoria sponge to put two slices together you'll barely know the difference <laughs> it is nice I'll eat two slices of toast with bread butter butter and jam on while the next two are in the flipping toaster toasting and then they'll pop I'll eat them I'll stick two more in I've done it before so you just got to be careful and you get better at these things over time you get you get more in control over time and you learn your own habits and you learn that it's a bad idea when you've got stomach ache the next day and your weights up and you're like bloody hell and you think come on and if you're mindful and you take this into account you improve slowly over time but you can literally stop a lot of these not all of them because like you said you've got to buy food but you can stop a lot of this stress and struggle by not buying in as much junk and then it's not even that you'll just eat less junk you'll think about junk less too it's just easier to create good habits. Similarly, now let's talk about healthy food for a second and then I'm going to let you go. It's been lovely to speak to you today though. Similarly, another thing that trips people up, and this is a healthy eating tip, trick and tool, a tip top tip from the top. A lot of people, they buy healthy food from the supermarket with good intentions. All the best intentions, they'll buy loads of fruit and veg. Loads of veg, loads of meats, loads of whatevers whatever's healthy for that person, personally. Buy loads of vegetables. But you know, the, the healthy food that they buy, it's awkward. It takes ages. You've got to cook a quote-unquote full meal. You've got vegetables, yeah, best intentions, for sure. But you've got to wash it, then you've got to peel it, then you've got to cut it, then you've got to boil it. It's going to take forever, then you've got to wash all of those pans. It's going to take forever. Some days, you can't be asked. I know, me too. Some days, you can't be asked. Same, I agree, you can't be blamed. Some days are hard, aren't they? Some days you're stressed, some days you're tired. I coach loads of people that have got flipping fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue. Some days they don't have the energy to do these things. So what happens then? You resort to whatever the easiest option is. If you've bought loads of easy junk food, there's biscuits in the cupboard, or there's ice cream in the freezer, or there's this or that, there's crisps hanging around, or there's flipping parsnips in the fridge that take 400 days to roast. <laughs> you ever tried to roast a parsnip? Oh my God, it takes forever. And you're thinking, what? I can't be bothered with this, neither can I. I don't blame you, so what are you gonna do? You're gonna eat a couple of biscuits, aren't you? You're gonna eat a couple of biscuits, you're gonna see what else you can find in the cupboard, you're gonna go for the easy option and you can't be blamed. What can you do to fix this? Can you have good energy levels every day? No. <laughs> can you just make sure that through magical motivation that you've always got the gusto to flip and cook a full meal, even after you've been at work for 16 hours and looking after the kids and this and that? No, this is not real, is it? Do you know, but you know what you can do? You can stop buying easy junk food and awkward healthy food, and you can buy easy healthy foods and maybe if you want to be real good, you can buy awkward, awkward junk food. Buy easy, healthy food and awkward junk. Imagine this as a scenario or situation. You come home from work late, hard day, tired, hungry. Maybe you even missed lunch. Starving, hungry. You're thinking, crap, I ain't got time or energy to make flipping this full meal for an hour and a half and then sort everything out before and after. I'm just going to have to grab something. It's just going to have to be something quick and easy. You go to the fridge, you find the roast, the, the parsnips, raw, carrots raw, sprouts raw, chicken raw. And you think, oh, can't be bothered to make that full meal. You look in the other cupboard, there's biscuits. There's, I don't know, a couple of pastries. 
there's I don't other you know other easy fast junk foods of your preference. What are you going to do? You're going to go for the easy option, aren't you? You're going to end up eating the biscuits. You're going to end up eating the junk food, aren't you? It's not because of what it is. People are like, oh, I don't know why I can't stop snacking. Every time I get bored or stressed or tired, I just eat junk. It's because you're surrounded by easy junk. You know, if you're surrounded by easy, healthy food, which is a real thing. Do you know this? Fast food and junk food are no longer the same thing. That used to be a synonym, didn't it? Fast food and junk food. They used to mean the same thing. Not anymore. It is not faster to eat a chocolate bar than a banana. The takeaway that you order, it's not faster to order a small chicken kebab than a full Chinese. It's not faster to eat that. It's not faster to order. Even when you go to McDonald's, there's higher and lower calorie things. It's not faster to eat a lower calorie meal from McDonald's than a higher calorie meal from McDonald's. Everywhere you go, there's choices. There's ready meals that are good quality now. That didn't used to be true. <laughs> 10 or 15 years ago, ready meals were awful. Now, not true. Some are nice. Marks and Sparks, Aldi. Some are nice. Ready meals, good quality ingredients, good quality protein. Maybe you need a little stabby pack of microwave veg. There's a little veg in a little packet. Stab, stab, stick it in the microwave, 2.5 minutes. Beep, done. Maybe you microwave both of those. Imagine that. It takes four minutes. Oh my lord. Oh, I've got no time. I'm so busy. I just need to order a pizza. 10 minutes putting it into the app, choosing what pizza you want, 45 minutes waiting for it to come, 30 minutes or 20 minutes to eat it, whatever. Oh yeah, that was fast, wasn't it? No. You could just put a ready meal in that's good quality, four minutes, cheaper, faster, healthier, better calories, fills you up for longer, feel better the next day, weight goes down, not bloated. Boom, boom, boom. Saving yourself money rather than a delivery Chinese or pizza, 30 quid. Ready meal, three quid. Isn't it? Isn't it? So imagine the other side of the situation, not the situation where you've gone to the fridge and you find the awkward healthy food and you think, oh, fucking hell, I can't be bothered. And then you find a slice of cheesecake in there and you think, fuck it, I'll just eat that. No one will blame you. You get in from work again. Next week, you've listened to this podcast, you've prepared, you've bought better foods. You go to the fridge, it's after work, tired, late, missed lunch, hungry. Oh, can't be asked to make something proper. In there, you find a couple of sandwiches. Just like from Tesco or Asda, just those ones you buy in the fridge, like meal deal style. You find a couple of those, you find a couple of ready meals. One's a spag ball, one's a something else. You find a couple of packs of microwave veg in there. Just takes two minutes, stabby veg, stab stab, and we're off. Maybe you find some leftovers from one or two of the evening meals from a night before or a night before in a little Tupperware, because you were smart and you made a big portion, portion some off into a little Tupperware tub, because it takes no more time, but now you've got a little easy meal ready. And also in the fridge, you find the singular and separate ingredients to make a chocolate fudge cake. You're tired, you're hungry, you're starving. Which do you go for? Are you going to stand there for two hours and get out those ingredients and create a chocolate fudge cake and then wash all that stuff up and wait for it to bake and then wait for it to cool down and do all that? Or would you just put the ready meal in the microwave with the stabby pack veg? You know which one you'd do, wouldn't you? You'd go for the ready meal, wouldn't you? Or you'd just eat one of those sandwiches out of the packet and two pieces of fruit and just call it done, wouldn't you? You're not going to stand there and make the junk food. It's not, you're not going for the junk food because of what it tastes most of the time. You're going because it's convenience. It's easier. You just open the packet and stick it into your mouth. Tastes nice, already done. But it's no nutrition. It's not making you healthy or happy. That's why you're listening to this, isn't it? This is why you're trying to make these changes. So you need to make the healthy options, the easy options, 
then you'll succeed. Then you'll find it so much easier to succeed. If you make the unhealthier off-track options, the more awkward, harder options, like you've got to stand there and bake it or you don't have snacks in, so you can go get some if you want, but you'll have to walk to the shop or get back in the car and go all the way there and can you really be bothered? Sometimes yes, sometimes also no though, so you'll win slightly more often. And then if you're buying these easy healthy foods in, that don't need as much preparation. You can get veg that's already cut up. You can get it that's already flavored. You can get it that's already cooked. If you want, you can get meats that are already marinated or already cooked if you even want to, or already cooked and flavored. If you really want to. There's lots you can do. There's lots you can do to buy easier, healthy foods so that on the days where you can't be bothered or you're tired or you're stressed or you don't feel very well or something, it's not either. Your two options don't have to be cook a full meal, takes 1.5 hours, or eat a pack of biscuits or order a takeaway because they're your only options that you've got in your house. Sounds common though, doesn't it? Maybe you've experienced that before. I can't be asked to cook a full meal, so what am I gonna do? Oh, I'll just eat these biscuits or oh, I'll just order a takeaway. There needs to be, this. There's, there's a lot of ground that can be covered in between cooking a full flipping roast dinner or ordering a Chinese or pizza, isn't it? There's a lot of ground in between there and that's where you need to land yourself. Just have, have more options prepared for yourself with more mindful shopping. Buy less junk in, you'll eat less junk. Don't buy as many multi-packs, you won't go on multi-pack binges, <laughs> sprees. <laughs> buy less snacks in, you'll think about snacks less. You'll crave less, you'll have more willpower spare. Buy easier, healthy foods through your shopping. Plan for the times that you're gonna be bored or stressed or tired by buying healthy foods in that you could snack on or lower calorie snacks or easier healthy foods that just take two minutes to prepare. Fast food that's also healthy food, not fast food that's junk. Does that make sense today on today's podcast, ladies and gentlemen? Remember, all the food that gets bought gets eaten. So be careful what you buy. This is the game. Mindful shopping. That would be my seventh step to slim. Thank you for so, so much for listening today. It's been lovely to speak to you again. Um, I hope you got a little bit of information, education, or motivation out of this. If you did, please leave us a nice review if you can, or send us in a message if you've got any positive comments. Um, if you want help with your fat loss, fitness, or food, then you can go to slumsociety.co.uk, or you can go to Slum Society on Facebook, and you can message through either of those, and it comes straight through to me. See how we can help you, and I really appreciate you as a listener on, the, on this show, literally. I'm just here to try and help you brighten and lighten your life, literally and metaphorically. <laughs> try and bring you a little bit of happiness and motivation and a little bit of weight loss we can do while we're at it. Eh? All for positivity. That's what we're here for. Lovely to spend this time with you. I'll speak to you, and I'll see you again soon.